0: Welcome to the finest NXT podcast. Next up NXT. That's us. I'm Kyle. That dude over there is Nick. Hi, it's Nick. What's up? I, I say it's the finest because I got $25 carnival shoes on. I got a $5 yeah. hoodie and $10 pants. So what you got? What are you rocking?
1: I've got rocking? a WrestleMania shirt on right mm-hmm. now. I've got uh, let's see, uh gym shorts, and yeah. I am seated on a lawn chair that i brought inside just cuz i thought it was comfortable so gym shorts um, in in this weather yeah uh-huh i i have not gone i've not gone outside i took a shower i just sort of threw them on so yeah i'm being irresponsible for sure
0: i got i have tights underneath my jeans that's how cold and uncomfortable i can get like 50 degrees i'm really uncomfortable 60 degrees i'm slightly uncomfortable I start getting comfortable around seventy degrees.
1: Well, I, you know, I I have more of a range than that, but uh, you know, I also just turn the, I turn the heater on more than more than what my guilt would normally allow, just because I was like, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. So I like here that we are lawn chair though. That, I mean, that's why we're the finest
1: podcast. I I will do something like sit in a long lawn, lawn chair inside if I feel like it, and no one's gonna tell me you can't do that. Or you shouldn't be talking about this on your wrestling podcast. No one's going to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
0: okay. I, I, you know, I'm comfortable here with it. No, I get it. I mean, I would sit in any... I got a f- cheap futon in my game room because it's just me in there. And if someone comes over and they need to sit down, that's where they... I don't care. They're not going to sit on a $700 chair, right? That's right. That's right.
1: Futon I do you. now... What the thing about this lawn chair is, it is seven. It did cost me seven hundred dollars. So, oh, okay. um, I am a I'm a little bit of a yeah, I'm a little bit of a high roller.
0: But wow, you know, you know me. Yeah, I do. Seven hundred. I gotta sit in that lawn chair next time. Check it out, man. It's it's crazy. I will. Five um, bucks. Just pay me
1: five bucks, and you can sit in it any time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to make that money back. You spent your yeah, life savings on that lawn chair, man. It's a long it's a long game, but I'm looking okay. forward
0: to yeah. To that, to for that uh, investment to return for sure. So yeah, sponsor. You can always sponsor us for ninety nine cents, and that'll go to Nick. That'll go to Nick, so he can pay off that lawn chair debt.
1: It was a bad. It was a bad
0: purchase, but you can help me. Um, you know, you thought this was gonna be wildly more successful than it was when we first started recording, and you just invested in the wrong thing. I did. I I get it. I did. Yeah.
1: But I'm comfortable, and (laughs) I'm ready to talk about not only NXT, but like. A bunch of other stuff that's kind of related to nxt that happened over the last week or so So, i don't know it
0: hasn't been 25 minutes yet we can't really talk about nxt stuff until we're 25 minutes into the episode so any video games but i can
1: look forward. i can look forward to
0: it though right i mean i like yeah no it was about the far distant
1: future and how that's going to be when we get into nxt uk halftime
0: heat worlds collide this week's tv episode oh my god um there was yeah. a lot of st- there was a lot of meat to chew on this week with yes. NXT like NXT related, lots of meat to chew on and uh, for sure I, I was I'm really excited so let's let's talk about let's open it up with uh, what did you love this week about wrestling mm. Nick? I just I just love tournaments I love wrestling tournaments mm-hmm.
1: we had Worlds Collide which I haven't seen all of but I I, I saw enough where I was like okay I want to watch these matchups in particular. Um, Turnip, uh tournaments can turnips can be turnips. kind of yeah turnips can be bad you know they can go bad uh, no but tournaments aren't always exciting and and when they're not done well or or you know not exciting it can mm-hmm. be a slog and it can take a long time but when tournaments are done well uh, it's just a neat it's just a neat thing because all the all the matches are super important
0: speaking you know? of, speaking of tournaments how did they I didn't get to watch Worlds collide I was really excited about it. And then I kind of forgot about it and didn't watch it. But how did they set up the tournament? How was it like a bracket thing or was it a ladder set up? It was a bracket setup.
1: They okay. They began with a 15 man over the top battle Royal to oh. basically give someone, whoever won that got a buy in the first round. Okay. Um, so then you had the tournament. It was a, I guess a, yeah, a 15 man tournament overall, um, and do you want me to talk about the results of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, might as well. Go ahead and tell me. Because, I mean, you that's what you love this week. So tell me, uh, tell me about it. I love tournaments. I love tournaments. No, this Worlds Collide
1: thing was cool. They had five uh, wrestlers from each brand. NXT UK, 205 Live, and NXT. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to see everyone come out, uh, represent their brand. Um, But I realized that there's just a lot of the same DNA in these shows. And a really high level of talent in yeah. all these shows uh so it ended up coming down to i, I want to start with the the over-the-top uh battle royal um it came down to tony niece jordan devlin and dream oh wow As the final three there which you know you couldn't ask for for better i mean dijakovic had been our dijakovic had been eliminated earlier um there were guys like tjp drew gulak uh Carrillo, uh, Zach Gibson all in this match as well. Um but in the end, Devlin eliminate eliminated Nice and Dream. And he he got that first round by oh, wait a sec. I thought Dream won. Dream didn't win the whole yeah, tournament? Yeah, this was only the uh the battle royal to, oh, okay. uh, to determine gotcha. who got the bye. So jordan gotcha. Devlin got the bye. Um but yes, Dream did eventually win the whole thing. But there are some matches in there like uh, Cole was in this thing, uh, Shane Thorne, yeah. Drew Gulak, a lot of people who, you know, are I'm I'm always on board for their single stuff. So um, I would recommend of, watching
0: Worlds Collide. Speaking of... Yeah, I will. I'm going to go back and watch that this weekend. Speaking of Shane Thorne, though, like, we all know... Um, yeah, I already forgot his name, but his partner left to go be with Nick his Miller? son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick Miller. He left... Um, to go spend more time with his son in Australia after the son was born so Shane Thorne stayed and now he's doing like a singles build or something and he's been off of tv but working at shows and stuff um and I'm interested in seeing him perform in singles so how did he do in the tournament was he like decent was he doing good I'm not sure I think he may have
1: been a first round elimination but okay. I yeah. actually yeah I do need to watch this I, I watched the final and I watched the I watched part of a match with Zach Gibson and mm-hmm. Umberto Carrillo and I was like oh Ooh. I need to watch all this because uh I just want to see all because everyone announced are wrestlers that I like yeah. so anything um, with
0: Umberto I, I gotta watch it anyway he's so good right and he's a he's a 205 live guy yeah yeah these days so yeah, that's cool all right
1: yeah I that, was I that worlds collide and then velveteen dream i mean he he yeah. brought up the fact that he won <laughs> this thing in in this uh this week's episode of tv um you watched halftime heat in which dream got the pin yeah so this is like a great week for
0: him yeah it really is i can't wait to talk about that because i i think a lot of that meat i was talking about in the intro has to do with dream and what those little things that he decides to do as his character um, are deeper than we yeah. think, and I just, I love that about him. Like he puts so much thought into what he does, and it shows. And what he says, yeah, right. It's like yeah, yeah he tailors everything perfectly. It's so good. Um, yeah. for For me, thanks for asking. This week, uh, yeah. I, what's what? Yeah. What is? What do you love? Like, we need to clarify. What do you love about pro wrestling, Kyle? This week, I really loved. Uh, well. We saw late. Was it last night or something? I forgot. Yesterday, Kenny Omega officially signed with AEW, which we knew mm-hmm. was going to happen, but we got a little. No, we didn't. Eh, I guess we didn't hundred percent know, but I mean, we. I just like. Figured. I just like to be picky about what I yeah. say. I know because I definitely didn't know. Okay, yeah, I guess I didn't know, but I had strong feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um. And we got a picture of him with Jericho, so they're going to have a thing again. And the last thing I did was entertaining, so I'm looking forward to whatever they put out. But that's not what I wrote down for what I love. That's one of the things. Um, what I really loved was Ricochet during Halftime Heat. And w- there was a moment where he throws Gargano yeah. into Champa, And Champa's whole... like He had to catch Gargano, but the way he caught Gargano was in this D like pre DDT hold and um yes. Ricochet notices that really quickly. Like the awareness here was so good. He flips over Champa grabs Champa's shoulders and pulls Champa down. So Champa has to pull off a DDT on Johnny. Like he, that's what he did because that's how Ricochet pulled off the move and, um, this was uh, a great match for everyone so involved, yeah. But,
1: but Ricochet in particular, like this was, oh my uh, God. this yeah. was heavily advertised to non NXT watchers mm-hmm. to come check out this show, be amazed. You know, so the fact that they did this really fast paced, basically a spot fest, which is not something yep. that I would normally be excited about, but in this spot, it makes all the sense in the world. They've got six of their top guys um, all vying for. Uh, you know importance on the show and they've all got heat with each other and they've all got stories and um it was so fast there were so many moves in this thing it felt urgent uh I dug it I thought it was a neat it was a neat thing and and certainly um I didn't watch any of the Super Bowl or, or halftime yeah, show mm-hmm. uh, but I heard it, it just seemed like kind of a snoozer this year so yeah. uh you know for wrestling fans it was nice to have a, something Cool to watch that day.
0: Well in Dream, I mean, all we had to do was see Dream. He came out as a football player. Like he dressed in football tights, like a linebacker or something, front linesman. And he had uh,
1: football themed gear yeah, and uh yeah, repping his
0: his team, the, the Patriots. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and talk about halftime heat since it kind of transitions yeah. into that nicely. But um there were there were a lot of like store So this was for a lot of people. they They, like you said, they, um, announced this as something alternative for people to watch on the network and they put it on YouTube and Facebook. It was public. Like you didn't have to just have the network. Um, right. And I think they got like millions of views on YouTube so far. So it's definitely more than what the network would have pulled. Um, a lot of people watched it, but they not only made it like a really good onboarding for people if they wanted to get interested in watching NXT or wrestling again. Um, It was like a spot fest is what you would typically do for an onboarding with people who aren't like fans that are devouring the content like we are, you know? But they put a lot of the story elements in this match and I thought that was really cool the way they did the little bits that you can kind of tie in, you know? Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. The announcers were doing their best to tell... You know, tell the story of all these different wrestlers. Uh, but yeah, for those of us who watched the show, there were lots of things. Um, mm-hmm. I know you have have notes. I, I noted that Gargano made his first tag to Adam Cole yeah. instead of Ciampa. That was very, like, you know, very purposeful with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Ciampa, it didn't go unnoticed. Champa even said something. We don't know exactly what Ciampa said. Um, but Johnny, you could hear Johnny say... Uh, I know, I got it, I got it. Like, he was <laughs> visibly, like, just done with Champa at the moment, you know? Like, I, I don't want to deal with you right now, you know? Um, right. So, yeah, a lot of things happen in this match that made me question my theory and because, and during the episode, and we'll get to the episode later, but um, that little uh, thing that Gargano did at the beginning kind of goes against my whole theory of, wanting to get like, Champa to trust him and be friends so he could do that Trojan horse thing um because he was kind of being mean to Champa and that's not something you would do if you want to get over that idea of a Trojan horse so
1: I don't know I don't um, know if you
0: ever heard of negging uh
1: he may be purposely uh you know being oh. mean to Champa he he tried the he tried about the nice guy too. yeah yeah he tried he tried the nice guy route with his buddy and uh, that didn't turn out so well so that's um, true. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on board for a zigzaggy type of situation okay. with their relationship. So it, I, yeah, yeah, it needs
0: ahead. to be right. I mean, it can't just be full right. on friendship. So yeah, there's got to be some their pull on both both ends. There's got to be pull, not necessarily we a break, to, but stretching it to the point where it can't stretch anymore. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: We have to have details to debate. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. fans like that's what they're giving us. They're throwing out all these details, and then once we. You know, once the story is told, the details will make sense more. Right. Uh, but now it's definitely a puzzle. Uh, there were other things like you mentioned the DDT. Mm-hmm. Um, Champa attempts a save for Gargano, but like fails at one point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's... And
0: so like Champa did that DDT on Gargano by accident, right? He didn't mean to do that. Yes. There was a moment where it was flipped, and Gargano was about to hit Champa with something because um, who who was throwing him? into uh everybody was kicking everybody in the head yeah and he almost kicked champa but he stopped himself and he had his hands up like saying he was sorry which was was talking
1: about when everyone was super kicking champa yeah except gargano successfully you know didn't super kick his teammate yeah he was the only one actually who didn't (laughs) kick champa in the head
0: Yeah. yeah and he he Cared so much at the moment that he put his hands up, like, "Oh, I'm not gonna do this. I'm sorry, it almost happened." And then he walks over to Alistair Black, gets in front of Black and Champa, or he gets in the middle of Black and Champa, takes the Black Mass, and that's like a call back to how he took uh, the hit from uh, what was that tag team? It was right when they broke up. It was the AOP, right? So like he he Gargano ended up taking the hit instead of Champa in that match. He took the black mass here instead of Champa. I thought that was a nice little callback.
1: Yet, despite of what Gargano's saying, uh, he is a really good teammate in this yeah. match.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great. Yeah, I thought it was it showcased everybody's abilities um and their in ring awareness and stuff. Like Champa with Dream, I love Champa's no nonsense style. Like Dream got in a position where he was standing like a front linesman. He had his hand down. He was like shaking it, you know, like kind of bouncing up and down a little bit, ready to tackle Champa. And Champa just kicks him in the head. I thought that was great.
1: I, <laughs> I thought too. This is a little side thing, but I thought it was kind of neat to see all the the wrestlers in the audience cheering on because this was at the yeah. performance center. Right. So I noted like Oni Lorkin and Raúl Mendoza, and uh, I think I saw. Uh, Casey Cadenzaro, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a neat feel a, a smaller venue some of the NXT faithfuls were there yeah the fan wise
0: yeah 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 I thought that was cool too it was almost like being in a production in theater or something when <laughs> your friends from theater are sitting watching you and they're all like screaming yeah you know trying to get the right audience to also st- they were they were booing the bad guys right. and they were
1: cheering the good guys and it was kind of nice, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was smaller, um, but I think those guys put on a fight that, you know, could have fit a bigger audience too. Like they didn't, they, they understood that this thing was streaming free right. to lots of people. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty great.
0: Yeah, I liked that a lot. Cole did a crazy move off of the, The post as well, like I'd never seen him do that before. Um, He did it to Ricochet, I believe. He kind of like jumped off the post, ended up flipping Ricochet over and power slamming him into the mat. I don't know what you call that move. And apparently it Uh was a move he used to do on the indies or something. This was like an
1: indie match with their style, you know. Um, But yeah, it fit. Adam Cole's got some surprises for sure. Yeah, that was real fun. Uh, any other story notes you have on this this match? Nothing story uh, Other than Dream wise. winning, which is the biggest, that's the biggest story thing that happened.
0: Yeah, that plays into the story, but nothing like, yeah, nothing I noticed that I could go deeper into yet. And then um, we'll get to that match or, or the promo that happened on this week's episode later. Uh, You had something you wanted to talk about with NXT UK, right? You watched a little bit of that? I
1: did. I actually watched the this whole episode.
0: This oh, is a good. show that's getting easier and easier to watch, just
1: because I know the wrestlers now. I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, particularly, there will be a match between we've got Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch going up against the grizzled young vets, uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson for oh, wow. the UK tag titles, and I think that's next week. But uh, I'll be watching to see that match for sure excited about that yeah i um, don't
0: know how that would play out because they're both really liked and very strong teams like
1: oh man oh well the grizzled young vets are hated like uh Zach gibson and james drake are, are hated
0: uh, well liked as in uh respected with <laughs> i'm talking outside of kayfabe now
1: oh you're you're thinking of okay uh as far as the company goes sure um no this yeah. Yeah, I would assume we go back to making assumptions, uh, which is great because those can be destroyed. But I would <laughs> yeah. assume this is a match for Drake and Gibson to win because this is their brand. Okay. Uh, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan aren't regular talents on that show. I mean, Danny Birch has been there more regularly. Yeah. Um. So we we could be in for a surprise win. I would assume uh, Drake and Gibson keep it, um, but I I would bet even higher odds that, that this is just gonna be a, a badass match. So yeah. um the, if we're talking about assumptions, I'm definitely assuming that. Uh and they had some backstage. They did a little bit with um Oni Lorkin on the show, which I don't know if he's the first hmm. American to uh, have a promo on the show that uh, there. I could be missing something, but yeah um, I don't know if yeah. Dakota Kai did or not. Well, no, she's sure. a she's from New Zealand, I believe.
0: Oh yeah, I thought you meant on the a mainstay on the American version of NXT, the U.S. Gotcha. version. No, I, I
1: I was thinking specifically uh like,
0: red, white, for and real blue American type. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so cool. uh,
1: they had that uh, Joseph Connors pinned Wild Boar. It was a really physical match. Wow. Um, yeah. I- Iron King Joe coffee, uh defeated Ashton Smith. This was a an episode with two coffee matches uh, because mm. then you had Mark Coffey. Uh, with a match oh. against Walter.
0: Oh, really? Let me. I mean, yes. Walter wins, right? He had to have.
1: No, he lost. He got what?
0: beat up real bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Shut up. It was a
1: terrible match. <laughs> no, Mark Coffey, but it was a really good match. Walter did win, but it's what you'd expect. Uh, it was super over with the crowd because yeah. Gallus has been just like this consistent heel presence in the show. And then you have Walter, who is uh, really over now. He the way he sells as a big fella is that he gets into these tough submission situations, Mm -hmm. which in, in UK, they just lean on that a little bit more, which I like. Um, and there's still plenty of sympathy for the big fella because, uh, you know, he's getting his arms, you know, twisted and he's getting his, his fingers twisted and he's, he's in a headlock. So they can still, they, they still had plenty of time in the match where Mark Coffey was, uh, had an advantage, but uh, Walter proved his strength, he proved his uh, ring savvy, and uh, definitely proved his presence and his ability to get the crowd on his side. So uh, I thought that was a great match too, uh, but that, that closed out UK for now. Oh, oh, actually, I left something out I, I did want to talk about here, Kyle. Mm-hmm. We had the opening match, uh, which was Candy Floss against Zaya Brookside, Oh yeah. and... That is one 18-year-old wrestler and one 19-year-old wrestler. Whoa, they're that and, young, huh? Wow. Yes, yes, and it, it was um, the technical skill that they have is astounding. Like this was a good match, uh, but but what it what it got to was at the end, Zia Brookside wins, uh, and she is sort of consoling her friend after the match. Yeah. And uh, Rhea Ripley comes up and attacks, uh, kind of out of Ooh. out of nowhere. Yeah. She attacks I like that. Candy Floss. She attacks Zaya Brookside, um, and then you have uh, the current champion, uh, who, her name is escaping me right Tony. now. Tony. Tony Storm. Minutes. Tony Storm, thank you. <laughs> uh, the current champion comes out to uh, contest and to defend her friends, but um, ends up being that Rhea is is standing at the end. So nice. uh, that feud is still going forward. Uh, you got a lot of sympathy for Zaya there, and she's showing a lot of uh, potential, so I definitely wanted to mention that at least. Uh, overall, uh, if you're listening and you watch NXT and you're not sure about UK, um, I think, I mean, for for me, it's great. I I love it. Yeah. Um, I like the new characters, uh, and they've definitely got, they've definitely built up a lot in a short amount of time in terms of story. Um, so
0: yeah. Oh, and they were doing the two episodes per week for a while to help build that story before the NXT uk takeover so that helped but it was also hard to digest that much especially when you're if people are watching raw and smackdown and stuff but now it's one one a week still right they went back to one it's a been week? that way okay good it's been that way yeah i gotta yep. i gotta catch up because i mean i love everybody you just talked about especially walter and i'm interested in seeing every one of his matches in my head with the way they build him up, with the way the music hits, just everything about that guy, I don't even think Dunn is believable in winning a match against Walter. And but again, like I haven't seen oh, any man, of I, his matches, right? So it's just yeah, in my you head. gotta
1: you gotta see him. No one is that
0: dominant in
1: WWE. Like, yeah, no one. Maybe maybe Lesnar sometimes, but. Uh, they definitely will give you something to 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 chew on in terms of a story. Dunn, okay. I'm sure, will get Walter into some very uncomfortable submission situations. Yeah. Um, when they do have their match, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be pulling for uh the big Austrian because, as you know, I always root against Pete Dunn. I love Pete Dunn. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I always root against him. So, um, that's where we're at with NXT UK. I don't think. Yeah, I think that's it. Pretty yeah, much.
0: that was it um then we had we're going to talk about a tweet for a second i think Ooh. it's worth mentioning is that matt riddle no longer has a pancake butt
1: it's very important that he no longer has a butt that's like a pancake yeah i doubt that he ever actually did but um, <laughs> i'm proud of him that he's working on the glutes very yeah important I was su- for a sports I was- entertainer
0: uh, yeah i was surprised that he tweeted out thanks wwe for l- making me do legs all the time so I no longer have a pancake butt and I was like D- this dude did MMA you know he did like every sport imaginable how and his legs are real muscular anyway how do you not how do you have a pancake butt from that I don't know he never was- did is the answer to the question I mean he never right.
1: actually did he is a wrestler and wrestlers uh, you know have butts and they they they, they are out <laughs> they there it. with their butts and everyone's looking at their butts and so it just it's right. important it's a very it's a very butt central uh sport so i think so um
0: he recognizes that yeah you can't be a wrestler if you have a pancake
1: butt is what we're saying i think i think no i now i would disagree with <laughs> that i've seen some i've seen some pancake butt, but you can't be a wrestler if you don't have a butt i would definitely okay i would definitely say that yeah okay I would say
0: that yeah so don't make that your gimmick is what you're saying. That you don't have a butt. Don't yeah, don't, don't make a no butt gimmick. Because at this point do it. with Bogenhagen coming out, I feel like anything could be a gimmick like having no butt, but then again it wouldn't work. So with with talking about Bogenhagen, is it Bogenhagen or Bougenhagen? Bogenhagen, Bogenhagen.
1: I heard it both ways. Okay. But um <laughs> Rick the Stick was there to sing. He was there to dance, and to wrestle. Okay, why do as you well? call him Rick the Stick? Um, I think that that was his nickname at one point. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Eric, Eric, Eric Bogenhagen. Um, very over, and in fact, got an encore. Uh, actually, actually went out for an encore performance off air, right? Um, off air, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's well, right. Let's yeah. Let's get to the episode. So we're going to recap NXT Ooh. the episode from oh, oh, uh, what, this past Wednesday. I don't know the NXT number anymore, and I don't even know what date it is. It was. It the doesn't 6th, matter. You
1: February you'll be 6th. able to tell which episode it is by what we're talking about, and it's my favorite thing to recap. I would say that I don't even like recapping anything else. <laughs>
0: I think you're right. I don't even like yeah. talking about anything else. I am quiet. I don't even yeah. open my mouth all week long until I see your little green join call icon for Discord on Wednesday right. or on Fridays. So It's the only thing worth talking about, to be frank. Yeah. NXT TV. Yeah. It upsets my daughter a little bit and my wife, but I just... It just on principle will not talk unless it's about nxt oh sure <laughs> yeah well you write them all those uh fancy letters so yeah yeah okay. I, it takes a long time but i write everything yeah. down um yeah so first off we had gargano's promo and he comes out he's got the any the north american championship and i really like the way he's holding it so i made a note of that um it goes against what I thought he was going to do, but also it made me think, oh, of course he's not going to hold it down to the side and be disinterested because that's too on the nose. You got to make everyone believe that you love this championship when you're actually going after the main championship. Um, so he comes out. It's on his shoulder. He's he paying attention. He's smiling at it and stuff. But the smiles look really sarcastic to me, but I could be looking into it. What do you When you see him smiling at that championship... Is it the same smile he's giving to the audience, which is sarcastic?
1: I think he's proud. I okay, think you he's think proud he's really that he, proud? Okay, yeah, that he won a title, yeah, and this is knows? like, this is a this is even though it's a a relatively new title, it's one that's been held by Adam Cole, by Ricochet. Amazing matches have been um have 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 been fought over this title. NXT as a show is trying to build this title up, yeah, uh, because of it's it's. Fair, fairly new like i said but uh yeah i think he's proud of it i, I don't think that means he doesn't want the nxt title at some point right. but like he said he, you know he's sort of fitting this i win thing
0: slogan if you will well didn't champa promo. start that champa started that in their matches well, together point. yeah so like when champa and johnny were doing their matches like uh the street fight and all that stuff and champa is about to pull off the finisher or does win. He says, I win. And uh, Johnny started taking some of Champa's, Champa's earlier vernacular. And then th- I made a note of this too. He has some of Champa's cadence. Like he's got that gravelly mm-hmm. type of, of voice now. He's saying some of the same phrases. I thought that was really smart because he doesn't talk like the old Johnny. Right. Right. So.
1: Yeah, no, and the I win thing is definitely uh, a callback, like what you're saying. Yeah, uh, And uh, so, yeah, that's how, that's how I see Gargano. Now, Ciampa comes out, and <laughs> is, it a, is it an interruption? Is it a, I'm going to join you? What do you think?
0: I thought, well, he says it's not interrupting. He said it was to celebrate with him, but he mm. did make it about him, so I'm going to call it an interruption. What, what did you think? Oh, sure, that's, yeah, that's what it, it was. Right. And in
1: Gargano, I'm sort of like... I'm, like, a little bit on Gargano's side a little bit now with, with Ciampa. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, trying to approach, and, and, and I, first of all, I don't trust Ciampa that he really wants the friendship with Gargano. It seems like he oh. does. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't trust him as a person. So uh, I get why Gargano is like, no. Like, yeah, wh- why? You know, There's, you, after,
0: yeah. after all they've been through. There's layers there. So, like, it doesn't have to be full 100% He doesn't want a friendship or he does want a friendship. I think it's he really wants his championship. He also wants the friendship a little bit, but how does he keep the championship? He needs to pretend or Mm -hmm. not even pretend because his champa That's a good point. He needs to keep Johnny close and actually have a friendship, but the the real the real draw here for Champa is retaining Goldie. I mean, that is the thing that has meant most to him from the very beginning. So
1: and who is a greater threat to him than Gargano?
0: Oh, no one. Yeah, exactly. That's the dude. And Candace. I think Candace can go. beat him in a match. Um, for sure. <laughs> she could take the title. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, it, so when... I, I, I'm going to steal some of your notes on this, but yeah. Ciampa said the thing about... Sorry, I'm going to... But being a good listener yeah. and following the champ's lead? Yeah. That got Johnny Agro big time. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, his reaction to that. Who would no one likes to be called a follower, right? The, you want to be your own person, especially when you've grown out and moved out of your parents' house. You want to be your own person. Gargano, he you don't want that title. Yeah. You don't want Champa to be your daddy, you know? And no. Champa is acting like the daddy and putting them in a box. It doesn't make you feel good. So I thought that was an interesting choice of words he used. And also, like, right when you're having this friendship and now you got Johnny who's not coming after you, seemingly not coming after your title. And, uh, Johnny could be helping you keep the title and you're helping Johnny keep his. So he doesn't come after yours. Why would you want to, uh, cause any strife? And those, those words that he used right there would cause some strife. So, but maybe he wasn't thinking like that. Maybe in his corrupt mind, uh, Johnny wants to be following Champa, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. uh This de- this relationship definitely zigs and it definitely zags, and yeah. uh, I I think we'll get more of that. But at this time, uh, I, I I like the fact that Johnny sort of said no, I'm gonna put some distance. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they had some good teamwork. They didn't win in halftime heat but they had some good teamwork and they've had some moments where it seems like they're meant to be together they're meant they're meant to work together uh so that is hanging in the hanging in the air the audience acknowledges it um but yeah if i'm gargano and i've got my title uh i'm gonna be proud of that title i'm gonna make it a big deal um but at the same time you know it doesn't mean you can't have your eye on the the big prize the nxt championship
0: yeah I started think I started thinking about a flip here too cuz now we now Dream enters the picture, right? Cuz like you said it's he won uh, World's collide and he, now he gets to choose which title who he's going to fight to get his chance at a title. And mm, this was great. Oh my god, dude, this is amazing. So he comes down. He he's like not even an inch away from Champa's face. And we're all thinking, oh, of course, maybe he'll go for the NXT Championship or whatever. Uh, but he does the perfect dream thing here, which is he tells Champa to back off, um, because he's going after the North American title. So that like is a smart way to build up the North American title even more. Which by this point, I think that's a wonderful title. I think they did a like you said earlier. They've built it up already. It's prestigious in my mind, but this builds it up even more because he just shoos away the NXT title. And when you do that to Champa, Champa like holds that like a newborn. He thinks it's the best thing going right now. So the way that Dream shoes him off, does this plant seeds of doubt in Champa's head that he has the best title? Now, does he think, the North American title is more prestigious. And does he want to get it? You know, I think it's like double
1: mind games from Dream. Yeah. And it's really smart uh, because Dream does want the NXT title. Oh, There's of no course. way that he doesn't. Right. Um, but in this moment, he can piss off Ciampa like in a deep way <laughs> that, that he won't yeah. forget. Yeah. And he can step to Gargano um, and... Uh, Yeah, I I don't know all of where Dream is coming from, but the North American title is nothing to you know, nothing to pass up. You you would want that. But also he sort of talks about how he had this moment in the spotlight with Ciampa already. Yeah. And that he wants a moment with Gargano. And that goes along with, with Dream's whole theme of the spotlight and the moment. And I really like you know, he of course he wants titles, but he really wants moments. Yeah. And yeah, that's a... that's special. That's that's different. That's not quite the same uh motivation that all wrestlers have, and he puts emphasis on that.
0: Yeah. I, I like the idea that Dream might not think he can beat Champa too, you know. There's that little bit of doubt there because he already fought Champa and lost. Um and then I, I just like the whole idea of Champa now going home and thinking is this my real Goldie or is the North American title my real Goldie now like does this thing even matter anymore because everyone seems to want the other thing and which also (laughs) applies to Johnny Gargano like everyone wanted Johnny no one wanted Champa and that's the whole point of that's how he is how he is now right he thought everyone wanted Johnny and not him so he got upset and turned on Johnny now no one wants his title anymore. Everyone wants a North That's American title? T- That's not true though. I Everyone know. wants the every wrestler on the show wants the NXT title. I know, but
1: you know how screwed up Ciampa is in the head. The Well, I did look for a reaction. So when when yeah. Dream said that about kind of like, you know, we've we've had our moment. I want that title. Um, Ciampa, I will I look for a reaction. He did sort of a shrug. He was just sort of like, okay, like, you know He seemed fine with it, is what I guess I'm saying now. Fine with it on the outside, but on the inside, (laughs) thinking like he was just assuming that Dream would go after him. Right. And that's not what happened. So yeah,
0: um, I like the mind games. Yeah, I like that too. I thought this was a really fun promo. And it just, yeah, I I love all the story that could come out of it. And I'm excited about seeing where it it heads. So, Um, When is that match with Gargano and Dream? I don't know that they set a date. It might be the
1: next takeover or it might be because takeover prior to mania mm-hmm. will be the next the next big one. So okay. um that's where I would assume that's building to because it feels like a really big match. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Sometimes those things shake out on TV so that it can set up a triple threat or some other thing happens um I don't know. Yeah. But I yeah, I would
0: assume take, takeover and I would like to see it. On takeover yeah me too i feel like it's big enough for that definitely um after this we had Riker versus Man- Mansour. is that how you say his name Mansour? i heard it pronounced
1: mansoor, mansoor but uh you know yeah he's he, he he was one of those uh saudi arabian talents yeah that was signed and kind of like shown off at the first um saudi arabia show oh so, okay uh, i don't
0: remember seeing him
1: actually perform okay no he he didn't he didn't wrestle but he did come out and they sort of introduced like a class of gotcha. saudi arabian wrestlers that they were uh hiring so like he um he comes out opposite of Riker. obviously this is a what they call an enhancement match yeah uh, but he got the show a little bit of character a little bit of personality uh which that seems to be that guy's thing now we didn't get any character stuff from him he may be a long way off from that yeah. But you know, he was uh charismatic and he got beat up by Riker really well.
0: <laughs> Very quickly. And I again I like I like the idea of Riker getting fed these matches. So I started thinking about that word feeding him these matches and like <laughs> now I'm making up my own story because we don't have a lot of story from Riker yet. But why is he getting these matches every once in a while? And I was thinking maybe he gets so upset it's so angry that he's like seeing red around blake and uh what's the other guy's name cutler cutler so he's like around blake and cutler and he's getting so angry that they feel scared of him like they think he's gonna murder them so they're like okay we promise you we'll set you up with a match and they're the ones that are like getting him these matches so he can kind of reset himself He's got to like, take out
1: that. He's got to take out that rage. I mean, yeah. I'm sure
0: he also wants like titles and, and wins and
1: stuff because he's a yeah. he's a competitor, and that's how sure. they make their money. But but yeah, I mean, like clearly, it's not just about the uh, the win because after the win, he hit another power bomb and seemed very upset.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, seems
1: yeah. very angry uh, at whoever he's in there with.
0: Yeah, I, I see it as like they're sacrificing people to him. <laughs> to be in to the rage yeah to the and, rage god to yeah. be on his good side yeah exactly
1: <laughs> well like they are they're kind of a they're a neat uh NXT tag team that i would compare to like Blake and Murphy obviously Blake is there so that's yeah. part of the reason right i'd compare them to them but uh he whereas he Riker uh, seems more focused on singles c- competition and they can all sort of help each other out um they are like i don't know uh twisted ue for those oh yeah um, okay that's a good way to put the show. it just to understand yeah. their their dynamic but um yeah this was just another match to build up riker it seems like the tag team is going to have some sort of a blow-off with the street profits but that wasn't really uh furthered this week
0: yeah exactly yeah um after this we had a like two segments that were built up really nicely here and this was some good booking this whole thing oh my god man i realized okay this was Gulak versus Bugenhagen. And sure. I realized I'd never seen Gulak wrestle. Never.
1: I don't know how I that's happened. It. Yeah, because he... Well, I can tell you how it's happened because he was introduced to WWE in the Cruiserweight Classic. Okay. And then he went to 205 Live. Right. So you've just seen clips. You haven't actually seen him on NXT yet. Yeah, okay.
0: I really... appreciate. So, like, I'll start with this. Bugenhagen comes out. Well, first of all, talk
1: about Eric, talk about Bugenhagen. This guy got a huge
0: reaction from the audience. Yeah, I don't, I don't, (laughs) I had an up and down. I had a roller coaster of a reaction with him. So he comes out and I immediately was turned off by it because I didn't think his look matched that silliness. And personally, I'm looking for a little bit more silliness in this because everything's been serious lately. And I've been looking yeah. for a reason to laugh uh, with NXT, and I was like, I-, I can't laugh at this guy because something about how massive he is and how built, but also the silly, wasn't matching in my head. I couldn't like, I couldn't laugh at it for some reason, and but then he started playing. Oh come the keys. on, you can.
1: Could- you can be silly and muscular. Don't, I mean, I'm not muscular, but you can be silly and muscular. It's it's possible. I do Look know. at Riddle. He's pretty silly,
0: right? Well, and John Cena. So, like, I know that oh, whole yeah. thing breaks down because I find some muscular guy. And The Rock. Like, I love The Rock and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it was. Maybe it was the mustache. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, he, str- he comes out and
1: he, like, I was, I really liked his entrance music because it was like, yeah, it's good music. It was like classic rock. It was like late 70s classic yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he, uh, you know, he was, he was air guitaring, air keyboarding, yeah, air
0: everything, uh, drumming. The key, I didn't like the, dr- the drumming I thought was, I didn't like the, <laughs> I didn't like the air guitar And I didn't like the air drumming But when he did the air keyboard on the ropes On I, the ropes, yeah that, that made me laugh a lot So You
1: actually, I, I love that I love that you're sitting there And you're just like, no, yeah. not for me I'm not going to be the guy I'm not going to be the goofball Who laughs at this goofball <laughs> yeah. And then he he plays keyboard on the ropes And you're like, okay, that did it
0: Yeah, it's That's it. it was the South Park episode Where they basically commentate on How something can be funny over time So over an extended period of time, it goes from funny to not funny to funny again. And this guy started as not funny, but he committed so hard at it that I just had to laugh. It was. Can I say why I was on board for this guy? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Because from the moment he came out, I was like, okay, first of all, he's an entertaining fella. Mm -hmm. But also in WWE, this guy is going to get his ass kicked over and over again. (laughs) And so, and so I was like, I can't wait to see Drew Gulak beat this guy up and stretch him out and and all that. Now, I wasn't sure that was going to happen, but it it did, uh, rather quickly. Um, and, and then we sort of got to see at first I was like, what, why is Drew Gulak here? Is he going to be on NXT? Um, but then it made total sense when he called out the locker room and Matt Riddle comes out because, uh, this match makes all the sense in the world to me. It's definitely something I wanted to see, but yeah. I didn't know it. Um so you know, Gulak's whole reaction to to Bougainville was perfect. Perfect. Um yeah. yeah. Just deadpan and then he really does a great job uh, describing him as Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: uh so. Just completely straight-faced. He didn't, like, yeah. play up the fact... He never... Like, Drew Gulak doesn't... He says the most clever shit, but he doesn't um, punctuate it. He just says it. Yeah. And yeah, so, you think...
0: Uh, I wrote down... A, I, I was looking for silliness, and Gulak is actually super silly. It just is... His whole character is so serious, it's silly. That's... And I love it. Like, you can't help but laugh at Gulak because... He performs so well at being that serious character. And uh Yes. And God. he does the other part so of wrestling cool. I really like really well, which is the wrestling part. Yeah. He's super good at that.
1: Um so yeah, uh what did you think about Gulak after he defeated Bugenhagen handily? Yeah, um, calls out the locker room, Matt Riddle comes out, and I as soon as that happened, it clicked with me, I was like, This is gonna be a great match. What did you think about it?
0: I thought it showcased Riddle's ability to uh perform at different uh in various ways. Like so he has such a good in-ring ability to perform in different styles. And he meets Gulak on every level with doing uh grappling. And because he comes from that background too. He did MMA, so yes. he understands it. He trains in that. Um right, but he doesn't do it all the time. And this whole match was almost like 90% that. But the way they, they're so, they're both so good at it that it was super exhilarating and refreshing to watch. And um, man, like Riddle just really out, well, I wouldn't even say outshone Gulak because Gulak had an amazing match with Riddle. They had a lot of chemistry. Um, Now, I will say that they had so much chemistry and at the end they did that, Weird handshake where they're holding their wrists and handshake. Did you notice yes. that? Yes. So, so I didn't notice this, but as soon as I read your
1: notes on it, I was like, "Holy cool! Holy crap! That's awesome!"
0: Yeah, I had to, I had to look it up because it was when I see weird things, I'm like, "Okay, there's something behind this." And um, they were together, like they had a little stable. I don't know how long it lasted, right? But they had a stable called Catch Point, and their whole thing was their symbol was holding their hands up. And each of them would hold their wrist. Yes. uh, Symbolizing that type of wrestling grappling. And the wrist lock, um, more importantly there. And I thought that was so cool that they're calling back to their old stable there at the very end uh, in respect to one another. And I just, I want to see more of them together now because of that chemistry. And I want to see more catch point. So Yeah, listen, I, when Drew Gulak first came to the WWE,
1: I thought... I love this guy, but I don't expect him to do anything or go anything here. That's clearly not the case. He has been a big part of 205 Live the entire life of that show. A lot of time on commentary, on the microphone. He has great matches. He's reliable with any sort of situation where you've got a tournament and you need the match to to have some, uh, you know, some suspense. Like he can always introduce that uh, to the match. And here, think about. Everything that happened. Um, Buggenhagen comes out. Gulak is the perfect foil for him. They get over this guy who we've never even seen before. Right. Even though he loses, we're yeah. like, oh, I, you know, I wonder what happens with him next time. Then Gulak shows more work, uh, character work here. Calls out Riddle. Has an amazing match with Riddle. Those guys both get over. For me, they're both they're both looking good after this match. Um, this whole thing was just like masterfully done. Every every part played even even the goofball who made it all who, yeah. who started everything off kind of served a really important purpose and right ended up getting over himself so it's just like this is some good wrestling tv you just don't see it work that well uh, all the time
0: yeah no that was just such a good build for the episode and god man i might watch that again because it was just so fun to watch and i do I it like gulak so much now and yeah, I'm yeah. glad you got to see a Gulak match because I'll I'll always sing his
1: praises, but you know he's got a certain look to where it's just like if you haven't seen him promo, if you haven't haven't seen him wrestle, you're just sort of like, what's this regular ass guy
0: doing? Yeah, there's wrestling? no flash like his shorts. Yeah, there's no his shorts are the flashiest part of him because he has a little bit of uh, design to him. His name is on it, and it's got two white lines, two stripes. Yeah. And I'm like, that might be too flashy for Gulak. He he might just want some blue <laughs> shorts. That's it. Well, I hope he shows up
1: in NXT again, actually. I, ah, I think, me too. I think that'd be great. But he's over there holding it
0: down on 205 Live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so- And then we end the episode with Io, Kyrie, Bel- and Belair on the same team. So was this versus Baz- Baszler, Shafir, and Duke, was this built up at all? Like, did we know this match was happening? Because I was... I was confused to see Io, Kyrie, and Air together in the ring, and I'm like, "Why? Why are they doing this?" I didn't know why.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. So okay. um, that that either shows that I'm a I'm bad at watching wrestling, yeah, uh, or I just don't, or I watch too much of it. Okay, <laughs> which also is probably true. Um, but yeah, I don't remember why they got together, but the the it made sense. It makes sense to me that you would want to show off Baszler with her two compatriots at the same time. Yeah. and I hope we get that from um, from Forgotten Sons as well at some point if they can get three other guys across from them. Uh, Six man tags are fine. Yeah, you know, I, I they're not my favorite kind of match, but in terms of setting things up, we got to see stuff set up not just with the two teams against each other but we got to see stuff set up where you could believe Kyrie and EO have a feud, mm-hmm. Bel air and Io, Belair and Kyrie like there was just enough uh, little friction on that side of things um that it kind of got me excited for whatever's next for any of them
0: let me let me ask you this because I, I definitely saw the friction between Bel Air and her team like, Belair and Kyrie and Belair and Eo because they were not tagging her in and they were hot tagging right. themselves in over Belair you know they were like if Belair was in the ring they would reach and tag they would slap Belair so they could go in they weren't giving her the time that she wanted in the ring or she deserved I saw that but when you said you could believe in a Eo and Kyrie feud yes. like what happened in this match maybe I missed it was there something wow. that happened that had a little bit of a uh, strife between the two?
1: Just one detail for me, mm-hmm. and that's um that's EO makes the pin. Yeah. And the commentators talk about EO potentially challenging for the title at
0: some point. Okay, okay. Now, yeah.
1: as as far as I'm aware, Kyrie still wants it. Yeah. So unless she gets called up soon, I just anticipate friction there because of the fact that EO got the pin here. Um Eo is amazing. Like yeah. Oh my just, God yeah. just just stellar so fast in the ring um i loved all the stuff i love bel-air's impatience with those two yeah uh, throughout yeah, the funny. match because you know if i'm bel i'm like tag me tag me i'm undefe- right. oh, well almost <laughs> undefeated but but i'm you know i i can i'm good in this ring like what are you doing just tagging each other so is that her um, thing now she's
0: like i'm almost undefeated almost.
1: We didn't we did get that post match promo where she was still saying she was yeah. undefeated. I don't right. know if they're going to continue with that, but she's just good. Like she yeah. know she's yeah. good and she knows it. She could have won. Like she was so close if the ref had just been watching at the right time. Right. She could have won and she she knows that. She knows she's got the skill but has to overcome the wiliest of champions. I think maybe the wiliest female champion Maybe the wiliest champion, period, in NXT, other than, like, I don't know, Kevin Owens. You're calling her a coyote? Because she is kind of like a coyote. I'm just saying she's wily, but, you know, so are coyotes, so. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's why his name is Wiley Coyote. She's more of a queen. She's more of a queen of spades. I don't know why I never thought of that as an actual, like, word other than a name. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a good (laughs) word, too, but. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. Yeah.
1: I want I want my name to have an adjective as the first word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the problem is it'll probably it wouldn't be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Shitty Nick. Um so
0: <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh good stuff. You have a lot of thoughts on this. So I, what did you what did you... Yeah, I did, especially for Shanna, because she did some really That's... smart things here in the in the match that go with her story and her character and like she totally dismisses Kyrie and Bel Air, this whole match, right? Especially Bel Air. She won against Bel Air. She keeps thinking it's not worth her time to even wrestle her because she comes in. Bel Air goes to the don't do that. Uh, huh? Don't underestimate your opponent. Right. Well, that's the thing. I think she does this because she's still kind of afraid. Obviously, this is mm. like there's a. This is what I love about NXT characters. There's so many layers here. So, like what we see from Shayna is her wanting to show us that she's dismissing Bel Air. But she's afraid of Bel Air because Belair showed some strength that she wasn't that Shayna wasn't ready for. So when you're dismissing Bel Air, she's actually showing some fear there. And um, so Bel Air goes to the corner to do some kind of like flip move, and Shayna just nopes out and tags in Shafir. And I thought that was really funny because she just takes her time to walk over there while Air is still flipping in the air. Um, right. Then uh, Shayna also um, d- only wanted to wrestle when Kyrie was in the ring because she thinks she's – that's when she feels most dominant. She's beaten Kyrie a few times, and she knows Kyrie really, really well, and – when she showed interest in the match was when kyrie was in the ring but also when kyrie was at her weakest like she was crawling on the ground and stuff she would yeah shana would make she sure she punish, would tag him
1: yeah, she yeah, wanted yeah. to punish kyrie for having the gall to challenge her so many times right
0: yeah, yeah 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 so i thought that was cool um the only thing in this match for Shayna that she felt like was the unknown variable was eo and this moment, I don't think the camera... The camera obviously didn't get the shot completely. But you, if you go back and you watch it and you look... Try to look at Shayna because you can kind of see her off to the side. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a moment toward the end where Kyrie is in the middle of the ring. She is crawling to go tag Io. Shayna runs up from outside the ring, tags Shafir, gets in, hoping hoping to get over to Kyrie to end the match... Kyrie tags eo at this moment watch shana she tries to backpedal she got scared for a moment but eo is so fast that shana a fighter knows she has to engage so then she forces herself to engage and she gets drop kicked and i thought that was a really cool moment with shana is that she's kind of afraid of eo because she's an unknown variable and shana haters
1: out out there you watch Shayna Baszler, she feels every moment, every motion is yeah. important. Um and I felt bad there were a couple of you can't wrestle matches, uh chance in this match uh for the newer talent I'm talking about, Duke and Shafir. Huh. Um yeah. and I want like I want to, to give them as much leeway as possible because this this uh this stable could be so and I think will be so important to not just NXT but the whole company. I this think yeah. Baszler, Ronda Rousey, Duke and Shafir. This stable is going to be very important. So I I have faith that these uh, that Duke and Shafir are at at the performance center. I thought they had a good match here. Like yep. their roles were limited. They fulfilled um, it. Yeah, they did fine. Absolutely. And and so I just I thought that was annoying a little bit. But at the same time, NXT the audience either at home or or there they just have really high standards, and sh- they should.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um I think we know that this stable is going to be important because they're already putting them on TV, whereas other wrestlers who have been with NXT, we've never heard of, but they've been behind the scenes working at house shows and stuff longer than Shafir and Duke have. Um, so the fact that they're putting Shafir and Duke on TV now and so soon is because they have faith in the stable and they want the stable to build um well i tell you this too even though i talk trash
1: on the crowd on the audience sometimes yeah it is way it's so much more refreshing to me to watch an audience who no matter what they say they watch the show they know the they know the wrestlers they're responding to what's happening in the ring for the most part yeah uh because it's not as much on the on the main roster uh, on I, I shouldn't say that on Raw and SmackDown I'll try to watch a little bit and there's good stuff going on I really particularly like Daniel Bryan but I'll, I'll get okay. away from that for now but but the audience is just like depending on the city totally not into it it's and, yeah that's and, so
0: weird to me man like it's so different in every city I don't get it
1: yes yes now the flow I've been to a, a one Raw taping in the are not taping I guess it was a live. Uh, thing, but mm-hmm. uh, the flow is tough. They have commercial breaks. It's oh, three yeah, hours long. It's just a lot. Uh, NXT has a huge advantage. And um, the audience, I just wanted to say, like, even though they had some of those chants, like they were in on this match, they were in, you know, they made the Bogenhagen thing special, even though it was just some silliness. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the first time Noe Jose came out. And so hopefully for Bogenhagen, he can you know, make it work, <laughs> have longer, well, have longer staying power and have more yeah. to his character, um, which I, you know, we'll see. But anyway, good, good on you, audience. Even though yeah. I don't love you all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're in such a small venue too, that is such an intimate place at the, um, full sale. You c- when we hear those chants, it could just be like 10 people, man. Like the acoustics are really good in that room. So it could be, man it could just be a handful of people doing that chant and it sounds like everyone is in it so
1: i took us off off track now yeah. what what was the finish of this match and uh oh i know the finish but tell me tell me the finish because i i want to talk about what happened after and in for the team standing in the ring what their uh what their whole attitude was
0: yeah so like i i'm going to try to get the sequence of events down uh, I think Kyrie did her uh, insane elbow, which was crazy high. Um, oh she, yeah, so
1: good. Oh, and I wanted to, I wanted to mention, like there was that one time where Belair presses Kyrie into the sky, lets her go, and Kyrie falls down with an insane, or with an elbow.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And anyway, just thought that yeah was, sweet. It was really good. Um, and then so I think Air comes in, and then Eo hot tags herself to get the uh to get the pin and win the match. Um, mm. so I thought that was really awesome. I felt bad for Bel Air. <laughs> like, I don't know why EO and Kyrie were treating her like that. Like why didn't they trust her? But also they could have just been so into themselves as teammates that they're not paying attention to other people. uh anyway. Well, so the end yes. of the match was EO wins with the pin, and I thought that was really really telling of how this is probably gonna go with EO being, in the uh, championship light soon, right? So right, and I just love the look on Belair's face. Like, yeah, oh. we won,
1: but this is not my <laughs> thing. It's yeah. not my thing to be on a team and to have teamwork. And I'm just, you know, it's my thing to go out there and dominate. So I loved, I loved her response after the match. Uh, and I like the fact that this
0: sets up EO for bigger things because yeah. I think she's clearly ready. Oh man, so ready. Like, yeah, she can have the title now. <laughs> yeah i love you a lot she's great um and they built her up on commentary a lot during the match too talking about her influences and all that kind of stuff so
1: yeah we've been we've been thoroughly exposed to um shirai yeah th- yes yes shirai so yeah. um good stuff good stuff did we know any matches for next week or did i completely blank on that
0: no i don't think we know well i didn't write them down but also i didn't see any cards like part of me we were talking about johnny and um dream being for takeover but part of me thinks mm. that is next week so i don't know i'm not sure um this that is be... next up nxt where we're just not sure yeah that's a we're common theme sure. with the podcast we're just not sure
1: well i will say this i like to watch the show mm-hmm. and enjoy it and that doesn't always entail uh taking every detail down now clearly we go into more detail than your average uh fan on some of the on some of the story elements but yeah, that's kind of because we're the what finest. I like to talk about yeah we're just the finest speaking of which if if my guy if my guy kona. kona kona reeves right if he has a breakout this year you're gonna see nick as very happy you're gonna see nick as as uh saying i told you so uh because i i actually do think that guy has a lot of uh potential yeah they can just harness it and put them in the right spot but like this dang show has become mostly like it's it's tilted more towards people who are already experienced yeah and uh but Kona is traveling with the show he's getting lots of house show experience um and he's at the performance center so I I'm just I'm looking forward to the next time we see that guy everyone hates
0: Yeah, I have faith in that. And when he does make it, we'll change the name of the podcast to I Told You So. Uh, I Told
1: You So, a Kona Reeves experience, not experience, that's dream, a Kona
0: Reeves tale. Yeah, let's just do a sub podcast only on Kona Reeves, where we talk about Kona for at least 15 minutes and that's it. Dude, if we got, like, you
1: just need one detail and you go crazy with Kona. So, like, we just need, (laughs) give us some, give us some deets. Yeah, we could just read his tweets. That's it. Read Kona's tweets. Talk about Kona. I He did. Kona had a good tweet. Like he was someone like uh, tweeted him a a compliment, basically that he had a match against Aleister Black and that this guy has a lot of potential. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I, and basically I could see him in the main event. And then Kona responded and just said, that was the main event. You clearly weren't paying attention.
0: <laughs> I, I love, love that. that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good response. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a killer because you shouldn't, if you're the heel, you should just not be. Oh, thank you, buddy. Like yeah. so, I you know I <laughs>
0: I like that. Yeah, that was great. I love it. Ah, yeah. Okay, let's just record a podcast about Kona right now. Um, well, I would, but I gotta pee. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll love you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're yes. still sponsored by a guy who was just signed to WWE. Um, oh yeah. I thought he was signed a long time ago. Pat McAfee. I guess the news broke out again that he signed. I don't know. I swear to God I mean, he, they talked about him he's being He's been around. Yeah. Sure,
1: he's been around. He's been on the pre-show, but he hasn't uh, been... But he he made more waves. This last pre-show, I, I noticed a lot more reaction yeah. to him online. Mostly negative, but I am a firm believer that that's not always a bad thing. Well, if you, you know are what reacting... He... Negatively to a pre show guy, yeah, that means you're watching the pre show, yeah, exactly. And you tweeted about the pre show, yeah, that's a win for the show. I thought uh, he was good now, on the pre show,
0: and well, uh, he's I, certainly uh divisive
1: with his jorts, yeah. I like his drink, and I, I actually do, I think he's really entertaining. I thought the whole Sam Roberts we already went over it, yeah, but like I, I like how Sam Roberts approaches his job, um, you know, because. After after the fact, he you know I saw some stories where he maintained that that was his opinion. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. I mean, yes, he was expressing a real concern about Bianca Belair on the show, but the way he did it and how he went about it, that was that was the show. I mean, yeah. that was that was to get heat on the match worked, and uh, you know, so people are mad at Sam and people are mad at Pat, and uh, good on you for making an impression, guys. Yeah, exactly. If he didn't
0: do it like he did it we wouldn't be talking about it. So there you go. Bingo. All right. Love you guys. Thank you. Uh, go to anydayrosé.com slash anchor. Promo code anchor. You get 15% off your order and free Ooh. shipping. And then you just put in a little box that you uh, listen to us, and that's how you heard about Any Day Rosé. It goes perfect with barbecue and pizza. I'm going to have pizza tonight. It does. It yeah. goes good with wrestling. It goes good. I had friends over who made some,
1: who made some jambalaya, Ooh. and it went well with the jambalaya, I mean, after the fact. So, yeah. Anyway, my point is try it with different foods and use the coupon so you can get, you know, more. Try it with cereal. <laughs> or well, <laughs> fruity pebbles, maybe. Fruity pebbles. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meaty pebbles, anyway, we'll go with that.
1: Thank you, thank thank you for sticking through this episode. Um, it was better than last week's. <laughs> yeah. It was less cursed. Yeah. 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 And we'll be back next week and hopefully just every week to talk about this show, right?
0: Yeah, and I promise, uh, if you're using Anchor, you, you, obviously you're listening to this episode this time. Because <laughs> people on Anchor, if they were using an Anchor app, probably couldn't even listen to the last episode. That's how cursed it was. It was so cursed. I'm not going to blame Anchor for that. I'm going to blame
1: <laughs> how cursed the episode was. Um, it's cool to see that Anchor and Spotify are joining joining forces. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but, uh, you know, well, Most I don't. Of the people listening are on iTunes, so it doesn't matter.
0: Well, that's yeah, I guess, but we do have a good chunk of people on Spotify listening, which is which was interesting. So, uh yeah. Podbean was huge, still is huge for us, and then um Spotify was right up there, which was neat. So, yeah, that merger. Can't wait to see what happens there, but that's behind the scenes. T- Love you guys. I'll tell you what, you know, I was going to say after
1: 52 weeks of doing this podcast cuz what is this 44? Yeah, 44. Um, after we get to a year, we'll know how to close the show. And this is how you do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We love you. Check out NXT. Check us out if you want to. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Next up, NXT. All right, bye. Goodbye.